Arizona's news station. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. If you are in Arizona, you live in Arizona, you're an Arizonan. Yes. I didn't even think there was a debate about that. There shouldn't be. But I, And again, I thought there is a right and wrong. Okay? Like, Arizonan is right. Arizontonian is wrong or something. You know, like, there is a... There is a way to do it and there is a way not to do it, but apparently there is some debate. Yeah, you know what? Our TV partners over at ABC 15 dove into this debate a bit. There is no right or wrong. (laughs) ASU professor and linguist Ellie Van Gelderen says we were actually Arizonians first. The Oxford English Dictionary shows the earliest recorded reference in an 1857 article from a newspaper in Evansville, Indiana, of all places. The term was used in territorial newspapers, too. The Tubac-based newspaper The Weekly Arizonian started publishing in 1859. First reference of Arizonan doesn't show up until 1866 in a Jackson, Mississippi newspaper. All right. So in essence, what the ASU linguist is, linguist is saying is they're both right. No, they're not. Well, I, so here, I guess here, <laughs> no, they're not. what I don't understand is, do you get to determine what it is or is there some sort of like language rules that determine it? I mean, you know what I mean? Thing. I mean, we, we have this debate with like Casa Grande or Casa Grande, you know, what do you say kind of thing. Yeah. But I, well, I think it's from if you're from here or you're not from here. <laughs> if you're from here, it's Casa Grande. If you're not, Casa Grande. Casa Grande. But I mean, we we have a you know we, we have a, a printout here of what they call people from every state. Yeah, and on it it lists both for the state of Arizona. We are Arizonan we are, and Arizonian. Yeah, I, when I see Arizonian, I roll my eyes and go, "You're not from around these parts." I'm with you on that, but what do you say? All right. Okay. We we asked you on our open mic line, mm-hmm. and and well, here are your responses. I'm ready. Hi, my name is Carissa. I was born in Phoenix yep. at Good Samaritan go. Hospital. I grew up in Tempe, and I am an Arizonan. I have yes. been an Arizonan for 37 years. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We got more calls on the open mic line brought to you by Carol Royce with Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Morning, guys. I use the term Arizonan. Yeah. Arizonan sounds like a noun. Arizonian sounds like an adjective. Okay. I, I'd have to go back to Miss Beechler's English class to go through the proper. Thing. Rudy Vasquez, and I'm from Glendale, mm-hmm. Arizona. So I would be considered a Glendalian Arizonan. Glendalian? <laughs> Is it Glendalian? Glendalian? Is it Glendalian? I did not know that. That sounds, by the way, that sounds a hell of a lot ritzier Reptilian? than Glendale is. Yeah, well, aw. Sorry. Wow. Did I say that out loud? man. Glendalian. Jeez. Woo, Glendalian that sounds downright Arizonian. royal. Yeah. Wow. I like it. I like But apparently, uh, uh, the Arizonan and Arizonian yeah. aren't our only two options. We, no. we missed a few. So James from Gilbert, Hi, James. you forgot about the good old zoner. Zoner? Zoner. Well, like people in in, in San Diego call us zonies. Hi, my name is Debbie Hi. Adkins Fisher. I live in Phoenix in the Ahwatukee area. Oh, okay. And I know this isn't one of the choices, but we've been here 25 years, and I call myself a zoni. A zoni. I, I always kind of thought. A zoni is like disparaging. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of what I thought, too. Well, I lived in San Diego for a little okay. while, and believe me, I heard it, you know, where it was like, you zonies. And they weren't saying it like, right. welcome. 
No. Like, so you wouldn't call yourself a zone. No. That, that's always been my perception. I agree. That when you go to San Diego, you got all the zonies that come here, right? And they, they like, aren't crazy things you. up. No. So I wouldn't refer. Uh, okay. You've lived here longer than I have. I have. Have, have you ever heard the term zoner? No. I haven't either. Never in my life. Okay. But I was today years old when I heard zoner as an example of people that live there. I think from our open mic line here, we, we have a clear winner, and it's Arizonan. And I really enjoy the Glendalian Arizonian as well. Glendalian! Right? <laughs> Arizonian. Never heard of, of folks from Arizona called zoners, and when I've heard of you, zony, it's not a good term. Are you a Gilbertonian? I, a Gilbertian. I I, Giller Putin. What do you call people from Gilbert? People who live in Gilbert. No. Yes. What do you call people from Gilbert? I live in Gilbert. I'm from Gilbert. The bear. What do you think that is? I don't know. I'm from Gilbert. I live in Phoenix. I'm a Phoenician. Gilbertian? Gilbertian. I like Gilbert Pushin. Let's go with don't that. Don't call me a, a Pushin? Yeah, like Lilliputian. Gilbert Pushin. What's a Lilliputian? It's a thing. What is it? I don't know. Right, exactly. So people why would from you call Lil- me that? People from Lilli- Lilli- Lilliputians. You don't even know what it is. Wait, it's a name. Um, <laughs> Gilbertonian? It's probably I, Gilbertonian. Is just, it? Yeah, what is Mesa? Live... If you're from Mesa. Mason? That you're, can't be you're it. You're Mason? Can it? Mesa? I always get kind of confused with Mesa, what, uh, Ron Wolfley over on Arizona yeah. Sports. For the longest time, I thought he was saying, you know, Masononians. But it's actually no. Masononians. Yes. I know I'm confusing everybody with every. My favorite, though. Let have me, favorite. Let me, I have a favorite. Uh, gosh, I think this was last year. I got to paint the picture for you. Uh, you're in Tempe, okay? We, we've got a, a girl, a young girl. Uh, let's let's call her like a you know a college student, ASU sophomore, who is behind the wheel of a car. She's yep. driving. She's driving. Boyfriend is sitting shotgun. Got it. And is rolling tape, so to speak. She's yeah. videotaping her and uh, asks her what what road is that? What's the All name right? of the street? B A S E L I N E. All right? right? Got don't, it. don't say it. Don't say it. No. What road, what road? is that? How do you say that, Morgan? That street? Yeah. Vaseline. Vaseline. Vaseline with a B. Vaseline with a B. Vaseline with a B. Or baseline. Or, or baseline road. Or Vaseline with a B. Vaseline with a B. She's so mad at him. It's Vaseline with a B. What part of Vaseline with a B don't you understand? So from time to time, people will read things and and either put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable or or will misread them. And I do it all the time. I know I I was running a radio station in in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and we have these. You do them. We have our little sponsor liners brought to you by Carol. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you get get these. Mm -hmm. And we had one that was from um, Valvoline. Uh, motor oil. People who know use Valvoline, right? That's what it said. Yeah. So I'm sitting in my office minding my own business. I got the radio station on the back. Of course, you're, you're listening to how. And I hear, down. I hear my 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 friend Richard Humpty Vision say, "This is brought to you by Vaseline. People who know use Vaseline." Uh. I had to take a knee. I was I was shocked, shocked, stunned. I thought we might lose the license. I walk into the studio and I say, I pick up the little, we have them on pieces of paper and I go, what does that say? Ah, Valvoline, dude. Yes, Valvoline. He goes, but you know, people who know use Vaseline. I go, would you stop? People who know use Vaseline. 
Vaseline with a B. Vaseline with a V. It's the, by the way, it I is unintentionally the funniest in... thing he's ever done in his life. If I was driving and I, I heard it, I almost threw up. <laughs> it's Valvoline. Valvoline, work with me. Right, so anyway, so we've got that all screwed up. We still don't know what to call people from uh, Glendale. Uh, Glendale. No, we don't know what to call people from Gilbert. Uh. I, I, why do I feel like I'm like a bad person? You live Gilbert? there. Yeah, I would think I if you know. live in the city, you know what I it's just called. Li- I live there. It's the city of Gilbert. Where do you? I'm 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 living Gilbert. Chandler, people from Chandler. Chandlerites. Tempe. Awatuki. Awatukians. Oh my goodness. Tempe. That's what I just said. Temp- Tempians. Temp- Tempins. Tempites. Boy, deep thoughts by Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. Hey, you know I want to know. Didn't, if you didn't get enough of them already, well, you can always get them wherever you want at your convenience by subscribing to our podcast. Yeah, I'm sure you want to do that know. right now. It's brought to you this week by your Valley Chevy dealers. Wait, don't subscribe right now. This isn't a good example. Okay? This is a horrible example. By the way, the segment brought to you by Vaseline. People who know. Use Vaseline. The coronavirus, talking about hilarious, Pamela, is uh, continuing, (laughs) continuing to, well, it continues to expand. And there is more evidence out there that maybe China isn't being as truthful as they should be, as we need to be as citizens of the world. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. All right. Good news, bad news is we do have people chiming in on what you call people from Gilbert. How bad do I feel that I don't know? I live there. Brady Bug. Brady. Oh, yeah. Oh, this should be rich. He just texted me. How about Gilbillies? I used to like you. You're on the list. And then then Christine says my vote is Gilbertians. Gilbertians? Gilbertians. Well, you know what? Spelled like Gilbertian. I went to the Google machine because you can find everything on the Google machine. I'm like, what do you call somebody from Gilbert, Arizona? Gilbilly. Uh, No! No? That's a no. Well, it's not really decided. Gilbertites? Let's have uh, a vote. Gilberters? Pamela, you can champion this. This could be your thing. Yeah, this is what I want to hang my hat on. This is my legacy. Yeah. You come up with what we call people from Gilbert. Gilbot. The ending in a T really throws them off. I think that's the that's the problem. Um, the we have a is it completely unexpected victim of the coronavirus? Because in this day and age where people get their news, there's finger quotes from Facebook memes. Is it a surprise that Chinese neighborhoods? Chinatown in New York or San Fran and Chinese restaurants are feeling the brunt of the coronavirus outbreak. Walks are cold, tables empty, Chinatown deserted. It's empty. Helen Eng is the owner of Amazing 66 Restaurant on Mott Street. She says business has dropped about 50%. People are very concerned. We understand their feelings. But actually, it's hurting us, too. Blame it on coronavirus, even though there are no confirmed cases in New York. Just the fear of it seems to be keeping residents at home. For Helen, the pinch is especially hard because she refuses to let her staff be punished by the fear. She still pays them, even if no one is ordering any food. All right, so let's be clear. It's not as though people think they're going to go get some egg drop soup and an egg roll and they're going to come down with coronavirus. That's not what's going on here. It's not necessarily about the food. We know that 
What? It's about the people, right? You don't right. want to be around Chinese people? Well, that's the fear, because how do you get coronavirus in the United States? Mm-hmm. You've either gone to China and have come back Woo-ha. and were exposed to it over there, yeah. or you've been exposed to someone here who's gone to China and has come back. Okay. Where in the United States do you go to be exposed to a huge group of people oh. who potentially could have gone to China? ASU. I'm sorry, what? Oh, my goodness. Was that out loud? That was out loud. Keep the thoughts to yourself. Sorry. Okay. Well, but that just, I'm, I'm saying that to prove kind of how silly it is. <sighs> it is silly. And, and I can concede that it is, in fact, silly. But you understand that a lot of the fear surrounding this is silly. And the reason the fear is silly is because even media outlets have done a really bad job at giving you perspective as to what's real and what's not. Okay. And, and, and I'm not going to you know just point a finger at our own industry. We also have to look at the information that we're giving. You got to take a look at like the leader of the free world. Yes, President Trump saying things like this. The virus, they're working hard. Looks like by April, you know, in theory, when it gets a little warmer, it miraculously goes away. I hope that's true. No, it doesn't miraculously go away. It's not going to miraculously go away. Because you know what? It's gotten warmer here. Think about what we went through in January. We had temperatures kissing 80 at some point in time. Guess what? Still had a case of coronavirus. Hmm. I mean, critical thinking here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now you're really asking a lot. Oh, now man. you went too far. I you had me far. for just critical a little while there, but almost. you went to, you went to critical lost, thinking. Oh, I'm like, mm, let's move on past that. Right. But you, you, we do have we still have this 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 ship. This cruise ship, which is quarantined. We've got like a Scottsdale doctor and her husband that are on it. Yeah, we're stuck on it. Yeah. Like the nineteenth. Hold on, hold on. The ninth. They're on it for another week. Week plus. Yeah. In confined to cabin, which talk about cabin fever. Is, but but we already acknowledge even if you upgraded, aren't that big. Right. You get a balcony. You can actually see the sun rise and set every day. Oh my god. I just think I might jump overboard <laughs> at some point. I mean, that's it. I can't handle anymore. I'm going over. Going over the side. Who's with me? Come on, we're going over the side. No. No. We can't swim to shore. No. Super good swimmer. No, you're not. No, not that good. Not that good a swimmer. The, uh, the, the my concern continues to be not that I'm going to get the coronavirus or it's going to spread throughout the United States, but that we don't know what we don't know, and that China is purposely, purposely downplaying, underplaying, or clouding the issue because of their concern of how it makes China look or how it impacts their economy. Right. That's I mean, my worry. And, and and what would give you any indication that they would do that? Oh, I don't know. The facts. Remember the original doctor who was the whistleblower on this, who was then arrested yeah. uh, for, for sharing this Trying information to tell about and it. eventually died from coronavirus? You have police in the, the different provinces that are punishing medical workers for sharing information about what's going on in their areas, right? Um they're censoring news. They're censoring social media. And, and and not only does it keep their people, who unfortunately are probably used to not getting the truth from their governments. Again, they don't know what they don't know. They, right. They're not getting even the news we're getting. But the thing is, is it also keeps us, the rest of the world, right. from knowing exactly what's going on. And it makes it harder for governments everywhere to keep track of it. I've heard reports of hospitals in, in China that are purposefully underreporting the death tally, the death total. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fair to say that 
what, what there's like a, an estimate. I forget how many. Was it like 40,000 estimated cases around the globe right now? Mm-hmm. That number is probably closer to 80. To be honest with you, it's probably doubled because right. who go who who goes and gets the test? Those that get sick, those that need uh, you know to go to the hospital to well, get their symptoms treated. Think about treated. this: How many people get a cold or the flu and never go to the doctor? You, me, you. I've never been to the doctor for a cold or flu. That's how many people are also not being included in the tally of those that are infected. Are you telling me the quill and tussin will not solve the coronavirus? No. What if I course. mix them up? I sometimes don't, don't double it up. Drugs. Little little oh little goodness. little quill, little tussin, I put it together oh, in a shaker. Oh. You you are like the quintessential bachelor. It hasn't killed me yet. That's the uh, that's what I've been operating there on. Yet. Well, you know yet. what? Tomorrow is promised to no one. If the quill start, and tussin start behaving take me like out, that and you're kind of like increasing your odds, if man. The, if the quill and tussin take me out, then <laughs> so be it. Uh the New Hampshire primary is today. Tonight. Will we have a winner tonight? Do you think New Hampshire's figured this out? How long have we gone where we're like, can we just can we just name a winner? Like have That's a how normal up things are. Like any semblance of normalcy, we'll give you the latest on that coming up next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. Okay, I'm. I realize I'm supposed to pay attention to the New Hampshire primary, but I'm hardly on the edge of my seat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, the, the reason why this is so important is because everybody keeps telling you it's so important. Exactly. I get to believe that it's really important. Mm-hmm. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. Same thing with Iowa. Exactly. Like, I'm like, eh, and big whoop, right? But this is the first, because Iowa was a caucus, or like we say, huge game of Red Rover, Red Rover. Uh, this is actual voting, and they voted at midnight because, again, this thing is—it's such a—it is such a reality show to begin with that we had to have Dixville Notch. The what? What do you call people from Dixville Notch? Dixville Notchians? Dixville Notchitonians? What is it? It's a town, Dixville Notch. You're saying this like I should know. They vote at midnight every single year. It's the very first place to vote. In New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. It's the first place to vote in the country in every primary, every year, every four years. And Michael Bloomberg won. Now, granted, five people voted. He got two of them. The polls opened at 12 sharp. With only five voters, they closed at 12.02. But the numbers revealed a shocker. Out of four Democratic ballots, Mayor Michael Bloomberg got two write-in votes. Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg got one apiece. The lone registered Republican in the room voted not for Donald Trump, but opted to write in Michael Bloomberg as well. Meaning, with the first five votes cast, Michael Bloomberg finds himself leading both the Democratic and Republican primaries. He's going to win both. Yeah, that's yeah. going to make some people. But again, that just explode. shows you what an absolute, you know, ridiculousness this is, is when you have something like that happen. But they will be voting today. And if everything plays to what we believe, Bernie Sanders and Senator Sanders and Mayor Pete will have good days. But isn't it interesting how in Iowa we have a caucus, which is a huge game of Red Rover, Red Rover. Yep. All right. You go to New Hampshire, it's an actual primary where you're voting, but both parties get to vote? It is a little different. Because but here are you Ar- voting are you are are you voting so you have Republicans you can that are strategically voting. vote. Right? Yeah, well, well okay. We've heard a lot about fifty percent of the voters in um 
in New Hampshire have said, you know, roughly that they've already made up their mind. And of that 50 percent, the majority of them are going to be going for Bernie Sanders. OK. The other 50 okay. percent had made up their mind yet. At least these are the polling numbers we heard, you know, walking up to all and of this. And he's from the neighboring state. Right. They know right. him. Kind of. Yeah. It's not big. And at that point, do you have Republicans that are showing up and, and voting for, I mean, I mean, Donald Trump is going to be their candidate no matter what. So, so they don't, they don't have they, to vote for are him. Are they voting for the Again, person they want to run against? Strategically voting. And voting for? The, the socialist guy. But Bernie Sanders, yeah. For Bernie. I wonder how many Republicans would vote for Bernie just to kind of keep that momentum of, hey, this is the guy that the Democrats, well, you know, we want to face it as Republicans. And, and Pamela and I are not here to offer um, insight or strategy to the Democratic Party. But it, it strikes me that there, there is a real debate that they are having internally. You say debate. It's an all-on civil war they've got going on within the Democratic Party. Do they want to have this purity test of progressive beliefs, which is whatever it is, free whatever for everybody? (laughs) Yep. Pick something. Or do they want to get elected president? Because I don't know if you're going to be able to do both. You can't. No. You can't. Because Because here's here's why I use an example. Arizona. Swing state. We talked about that earlier. In Arizona... uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump are, all intents and purposes, tied, right? Sure. It's a close race. Not so close when you take Biden out and you put Bernie in. Trump wins pretty handily. Here's what I think people need to recognize the Democrats are up against. Whether or not you like President Trump, he's an incumbent. And they typically win. And not only that, but the economy is booming. And while you may not be invested in the, the, the stock market, and while more of your paycheck may be going to expenses than, than it has in, in the past, and, and you may not be feeling this booming economy, if you've got a president that's running for re-election and the economy is doing well, it is almost a foregone conclusion that that person is going to win. That is what Democrats are up against. And who is going to be able to overcome that? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but they can't even figure it out themselves. Usually after New Hampshire, you'll have a couple of candidates drop out, right? You, you, the, it gets right. a little bit smaller. Keeps narrowing. Yeah. Narrowing, you narrowing. know, like, okay. Like when Cory Booker, bro, you know, dropped out, well, where Wait does minute, his, he's out? <laughs> where does, where do his supporters go? Right. You know, they, they have to start picking, pick a camp, right? right. Your if you still choice. have all of these candidates in the race heading into Super Tuesday, and then they, they even dilute the delegate pool that much more, it's like, you know, you're, you guys are just, you're cannibalizing your own party at that point in time. I keep pointing And the candidate is going to be battered and bruised by the time they go up against a formidable opponent in President Trump. I see a lot of parallels to, to four years ago. But four years ago, I mean... But, but uh, you have a outsider... Who is not the establishment or the traditional style, um, who has very passionate, loud supporters, uh, and who is running as basically an outsider inside their political party. That's Bernie Sanders. And that was Donald Trump. Yeah, I think there are a lot of differences, though, from Bernie to Donald Trump. And I'm not just talking politically or or ideology. 
Bernie Sanders been in the game before. Donald Trump never was. You have Donald Trump, who frankly also got a pass from the media. He he was on every single morning show and cable news network whenever they wanted because nobody thought he was going to actually win. So they, what crazy thing is he going to say today? You're not seeing the media treat Bernie Sanders the same way. So I think that there are some differences between the two candidates, but I get what you're saying. Outsider, not somebody with whom the party normally would rally around. For years ago, would it have been any different if I can't even remember all the people running for Republican president? Yeah, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, John Kasich, Jeb Bush. If it, if it was just one of them against Trump early on, you would have had a delineation. Sure. But they were all traditional versus non-traditional. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're seeing now in the D's? Yeah, I mean, you, you have, have traditional. Like well, you have Elizabeth Warren and Bernie, Bernie Sanders, Sanders who are kind of doing one thing. I think they're the bookend. And then you've got Buddha Judge, Biden, Klobuchar, uh, Bloomberg. Not a big difference between them. And if they they're, keep they're both in their own out. lanes. Yeah. And, and so who can break out from that yeah. lane and start pulling from, from the other lane? Do we start finding tonight? I don't think so. Still, the, you know, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I think you're going to have to wait until after Super Tuesday to see some people drop off. I, listen, I think New Hampshire alone is the reason why we're going to hell in a handbasket. But maybe you need to have your uh, faith in humanity restored. Pamela says she can do that for you. It's coming up next on Arizona's new station. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. I'm not going with COVID-19. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm going with coronavirus. Because that's what everybody knows it as. Like, it's too late. You can't change the name three weeks into the game. Three weeks? The well, first... since we've been talking about it. Yeah. It like, was discovered in December. COVID-19. Nobody knows. If you said the number of COVID-19 cases have gone up, nobody knows what you're talking about. No. It, it, by the way, it sounds like one of those, uh, those, those drug commercials they do. COVID-19 may cause, you know. Fill in the blank. A bunch of things. Have you driven on the brand new Loop 202? Pamela, yeah, you did. I did. It's like a super speedway, isn't it? I love it? it. You know, Daytona 500s this weekend, you can go practice on the 202. No, don't do that. No, you can't. No. No, don't do that. That's a bad idea. Uh, good but, choices. But it is uh, wide. Pretty straight. It's got some nice little curves to it. It goes through South Mountain Park, mm-hmm. uh, through the, the western part over there. I liked it. I thought it was pretty. Um, and I drove it just because I was curious, because I used to live out there. I actually you had nothing better to exit. do with your time. I had nothing better no, to that's do. What it was. That's really what it was. You were bored on a Saturday. I think it was a Friday night. Oh, well, oh you know what? what it was a Friday you, night or a Saturday night. What else are you going to do on a Friday night? Other I than went hop in the car and drove the new 202. Sounds um, fun. And I got off at the off ramp that would be closest to where I used to live out there. And so did you go like, by your old house? Drove by the old house. Of course you still did. Still standing. Still standing. Were you amazed at how much it has grown since you left? No. No? Okay. No. Usually um, that's what people say. But I will tell you that, um, surprised or not, it didn't seem like it was heavily used. Well, I mean, yeah. It, it, one, it's new. It's only been open two months. Uh, two, you have to be committing to go to the west side of the valley or California. Because once you get past... There's a thing called, like, mountains. Or, yeah, there's there's nothing to get off, and there's no reason to get off. There's a, there's a, there's a casino, and then there's a lot of nothing. So it's been open for two months. Two months. Why are we talking about it now? Porque why? Well, because in just those two months... 
we're finding out that there's already problems with the pavement. How, wait a minute. How can there be problems already? Because uh, we just we've acknowledged that it is hardly the most heavily traveled freeway. Even if it was the most right. traveled freeway, this still in wouldn't the be okay. In two months, that's unacceptable. Yeah, uh, our our friends over at AZ Family actually picked up on this and found that there are areas of the brand new. Two-month-old Loop 202, where the asphalt, I'll use the term, it appears to be peeling up. And maybe it's not as big as a pothole yet, but it's very uneven in areas where it looks like it just wasn't done properly. Well, if there was like overpasses or there's some sort of like transition, that's where they're starting to have this like... From concrete into, into yeah. asphalt. Yeah. But I mean, think about it this way. Let, okay. Let's say you, you have a, a contractor come over and they redo your driveway. And two months later, parts of it start chipping Peeling up. Peeling up. You're on, the, you're on the blower. Absolutely. Hey, buddy, get back over here. Yeah, I think we need to be on the blower Bring as well. Bring the truck. The, the question I have is, was this, was this a rush job? Oh. And the reason why I ask is because the the Loop 202 South Mountain opened three years ahead of schedule. We cheered it opening early. Yeah, of course. I mean, we want to get this thing done so we can use it. But was it rushed? Were subpar materials Whoa. used? And is that what we're paying the price for now? And what price is that going to be? So, if you're driving on the brand new Loop 202, it might be a little bumpier or rockier than you thought, and that's because the freeway is peeling up in areas. Might be one of the reasons <laughs> why you think we're going to heck in a handbasket. Pamela says she restored your faith in humanity. Bruce, have we decided what people from Arizona or from Gilbert are called yet? Like I'm from Gilbert? Gilbilly, like, so I'm going with that. No, I'll go with Gilberters. All right. Uh, we got a Gilberter out there that is restoring your faith in humanity. In fact, it is a Gilbert police officer. This was a story that was posted on the, the town's uh, Facebook page. And it, it's a sad story, but it also does ref- restore your faith in humanity. There was a there was an elderly woman who traveled from Illinois to Arizona and to Gilbert to meet up with someone who she thought was her boyfriend. You know, the, the expectation was they were going to be getting married soon. This is one of these elderly scams that unfortunately do happen. You go, how could people fall for that? Well, they do. They, do. they can be convincing. They can be good. And the woman spent the last of her money to travel to see this guy, this guy that she had had a relationship with or so she thought for the last year or so. And you know what? She was scammed. She was left here in Arizona. No money, no family, nothing. You had Gilbert officer Adam Wallach, who had been called out to the Walmart there in Gilbert Power and Ray Road to check on an elderly woman, Bruce, who'd been sitting in a subway for almost 24 hours. Oh, right. And he began to talk to her and, and, and found out this whole story. She didn't have any money. And he goes, this could have been anyone's grandma. So he did the only thing that he could think of that was the right thing to do. He drove her to Sky Harbor Airport. He walked inside and he personally, with his own money, bought her a one-way ticket back to Chicago, back to her family, back to a place where he says she could thrive. Because here in Arizona, with no family, no money, and being scammed, she was barely even surviving. Hats off to you, sir. Thank you for restoring my and all of ours, yes, faith in humanity. Wow. Pamela doing a heck of a job of that today. Hey, we look through the double pane bulletproof glass. We've got DJ Tommy Two-Tone, Super Producer Stevie Z, and of course, we've got Bob McClay with all the news, traffic, weather, the info you need to know.